Sorry, I didn't think anyone would be about at 6.15 in the morning. She turned off her iPod and pulled out the headphones quickly, putting them back in the pocket of her overall. Good morning. You must be Ginny. I'm Evelina Vec. Sometimes I can't sleep, so I come in early and get some work done. It's much more productive than lying awake doing nothing. Evelina stood up and held out her right hand. Hello. Ginny shook the proffered bejeweled hand trimmed with long fingernails painted a delicate blue and wondered how anybody could look so good first thing in the morning. I'm only hearing good things about you. My office has never looked so clean and tidy. Thanks. Do you want me to clean in here today? Ginny hoped fervently for a negative response. Yes, that's fine. I like having someone to chat to and you look like an intelligent girl. What do you do when you're not cleaning, my dear? I'm a struggling writer, really struggling, she chuckled. My goodness, you must bring one of your books in for me to read. They're mostly children's books, although I'm now working on a teen romance. She shifted awkwardly from one foot to the other. A teen romance? Aren't they all married and pregnant now at sixteen? Is there any romance left? Evelina's grey eyes twinkled. I hope so. Well, I know I wouldn't like my daughter to be pregnant at sixteen. Ginny was aware that Evelina's grey eyes were looking her up and down and felt awkward and ill at ease as she carefully dusted and polished. She sensed the older woman's gaze boring into her back as she moved precious ornaments and hoped against hope she did not drop anything out of nervousness. Tell me about your daughter. Have you any other children, my dear? Evelina stopped typing and looked towards Ginny. One daughter, but no other children. Trudy's seven now and at Manor Flower School, but seems to be going on seventeen. I have a picture of her in my locket here. She undid a heart-shaped necklace and displayed a prized photo. Oh, she's beautiful. She has your dark curly hair. They all grow up too soon these days, don't they? I never married, and sadly neither did my brothers. Evelina smiled wistfully. I expect you were all too busy running the company. Ginny wished the woman would stop talking and let her get on. Absolutely. There's been no time for anything else. Did you know that there's not one heir between us? The whole organisation will pass to our only cousin Rupert when the last one of us dies. Evelina's visage appeared momentarily melancholic. Ginny felt embarrassed, closed her locket, and edged towards the door. It's never too late. My mum was forty-two when she had me. My dear, how old do you think I am? Evelina smiled again, her sudden sadness apparently forgotten. Uh, about forty-five? Ginny lied and took twenty years off the woman's age to make her feel better. I'm seventy-eight. Randolph is seventy-one and Dennis is sixty-nine. Our chances at procreation have long gone. Wow, I would never have thought any of you were the ages you are. Ginny's jaw dropped owing to the fact that she was truly and utterly amazed. It's why this company is so successful. 
Many years ago, our father, Aldous, was a successful doctor and pharmacist. He had the original idea of inventing an anti-aging cream using water and an emulsifying agent combined with an apple-like fragrance and a preservative which needed some work to make it right. Father was the company's first director, before succumbing to illness and handing it over to Randolph, Dennis and I. In his youth, Randolph was also a pharmacist and slaved away for years in the laboratory perfecting the Fizzface 100 night cream. It took him 100 revisions of the formula, hence the name, and 18 years until he was satisfied with it. I've been using it since it was Fizzface 12. It was obviously good enough then. It's amazing. The formula must be a very well-kept secret. Ginny laughed as she tried unsuccessfully to spot any tell-tale tracks of the surgeon's knife on Evelina's face.